Hey, my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm Tanya Murray, life coach and author, and my job is to help you understand that life is more than checking off boxes and living up to others' expectations. I want you to know that you're enough just as you are right now in this moment, even if the world says you're not. So thank you for being here. Do me a favor and hit subscribe and let's get on with the show. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my five tips to stop putting yourself last. Now, if you're like me, it's it's second nature. I have a habit of falling into being a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser and I fall into that mode very easily. It's natural. It's almost a habit. I don't even realize I'm doing it. Before long, I'm giving all of my time that all my free time, all my spare time, all my attention to other people. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not necessarily in alignment with what I want in life either. It's not because it's not intentional. It's just saying yes to all of these things that most of them don't even matter. And I end up putting myself last. I end up getting stressed and overwhelmed. And when I'm in the middle of that, I recognize that, oh my gosh, I am giving all of everything I have to other people. Some of these people don't even appreciate it. They don't even want it. They're just kind of taking it all in and and enjoying it. And I'm kind of suffering or my relationships with my family are suffering. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to stop doing that and some boundaries that you can put into place so that you aren't always putting yourself last. First of all, it's important to know why it matters. If you're always putting yourself last, you are depleting all of your energy, all of your resources. You're even comp- depleting the compassion and care that you have. And other people in your life, your loved ones aren't able to have that from you. So in reality, when you're not taking care of yourself, not only are you suffering, but the ones that you love the most are also suffering. They're not getting the full version of you. And that's why this is so important, because if you can start taking care of yourself by telling other people no and doing some of the the things that we're going to talk about today, you can have some extra energy for the things that matter most to you. It's a lot easier to be a good mom or a good partner when you have that emotional reserve left because you're not overextended. My first tip for you is to start saying no. A lot of times what happens is we become so used to saying yes to things that the more you say yes, have you noticed the more people ask you to do things? So if every time they call you, they just know, ah, Tanya will say yes, she'll help me out with this. You get more and more calls. And before you know it, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, and you have too many balls in the air and you cannot possibly complete all of the things that you need to do. Some of these things you're you're going to want to do. They're not all things that are bad. They're not all things that you don't want to do. And that's part of the difficulty is when you're continually asked to do things that you enjoy, you just keep saying yes. But at some point you have to set that boundary and know that if I say yes to this, I'm giving up something else. So I'm saying no to something else that matters to me. And it might be time with your family. It might be something that really, really matters to you. So it's okay to tell your kids, no, I'm not going to take you places. It's 
sometimes they're used to getting everything that they want and we're used to saying yes to everything, but it's okay to say no. For example, this New Year's, my son wanted to go to a friend's house and spend some time there. And we were negotiating what time he was going to come home. And it had been a long day. I was super exhausted. It was a last minute plan for him. I did allow him to go, but he wanted to stay a little bit later than I was willing to because I wanted to be home. I also wanted to be able to celebrate New Year's with my family. And I didn't want to be transferring kids back and forth and being a taxi. So when he asked for that extra half an hour, I said, no, I want to be able to have my New Year's celebration too. And so that was that was something. And he was actually really good about it. I just said no right off the bat. And it made it really simple. And then I did also get to enjoy my New Year's. Sometimes when we say yes to things, we are actually teaching other people kind of poor practices. So for example, again, I'm using kids here, but think about the times that your kids forget their homework and they give you a call and say, I forgot my homework. I need you to bring it to the school for me. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's okay if you can run it to them a couple of times here and there, go for it. But if that starts to become a habit for them, you don't have to be their errand boy. You do not have to be their runner. It is their responsibility to get their crap in their book bag or get it to school. And they might have to suffer the natural consequences by being unprepared. You don't have to drop everything and run it for them just because they're asking. It's okay to even tell your kids no. I've also had people call me on short notice and ask me to make some food or a dish or potatoes or something for an event. While I like to be able to help within my community, if saying yes to that totally has to change my plans, like maybe I was going to do something for my kids or with my kids or go on a date night, and now I have this other thing, other commitment coming up, I end up saying no to my family no to my relationships, because someone else dropped the ball. Their crisis is not your problem. Their failure to plan and and manage their time more appropriately is not your problem. That is not your responsibility. And by saying yes to that, you may be giving something else up. Now, absolutely, you can say yes to things, but be intentional about it. Just because someone calls you and asks does not mean you have to say yes. We have like this social contract that kind of makes us feel as if we have to say yes. That's the people pleaser in us because we're afraid that if we say no, we're going to lose their favor. They're not going to trust us. They're not going to ask us again. Maybe they won't like us as much or they, we will lose status in their eyes. That's kind of how we interpret that. But guess what? Who cares? That is not someone that is going to carry you through your good times and your bad times and all of the above. It's okay if they leave you or they don't want to be friends with you anymore because you told them no, that's on them. If that setting that boundary so that you're able to do the things that are important to you, even if it's taking a nap or a hot bath or something, if they can't support you in that and still love you, then maybe they don't deserve to be in your life anyway. My next tip to stop putting yourself last is to do more of what makes you feel good. And it seems really common sense, but that's not always common practice. And a lot of times what makes us feel good is serving others. And yes, that's important. Please do that. But recognize if you serve others on a daily basis, 
you need to kind of take a step back and also allow yourself to just serve yourself, serve your family, but step out of that people pleasing serving role. And you do that by finding things that make you happy and make you feel good and doing some more of those things. Now, it can be as simple as taking a bath, going for a hike, meditating, taking a nap, reading a book, learning something new, calling your friends. There are limitless amounts of possibilities of what this can be. But find those things that make you feel good. When was the last time that you actually did something for you? that made you feel good. If you're a reader, when was the last time you actually sat down, opened a good book and got lost in it and just allowed yourself to kind of get wrapped up in that? It's probably been a while. And the reason for that is because we have a lot of distractions. Someone texts you and you drop the book and answer the text and then you get caught up in that drama or you end up with a phone call or Your kids come in and ask you to run them somewhere and you end up dropping everything and going. My third tip is to set aside time for yourself when you schedule things. Schedule vacations, schedule rest time, schedule downtime. What happens is we get so busy running kids to sports and to dance and we go to work and then we have our outside of work responsibilities. Maybe you're part of a church group and you have uh priorities and responsibilities within that group or things that you teach outside, volunteer work that you do. All of those things are good for you, but recognize that if you're constantly doing all of that, that you're not giving yourself any time. So you need to actually put that into your schedule. As you know, practices are scheduled, games are scheduled. You have all these demands on your time and all these things are scheduled. But what's not in your schedule and what's not in your calendar is time for you. There's not time for you to take that break, to go on that vacation, to have that date night because it's not scheduled in your calendar. So in order to really stop putting yourself last, you've got to put yourself in the books. You do that if you have a dentist appointment or if you're going to go see the doctor So do that for yourself. This is just as important for your self-care as that preventative medicine and going to the dentist every six months for a teeth cleaning. You need to have it in your calendar if it's going to get done. Otherwise, life gets in the way. You think, I have 10 extra minutes. I'm going to do one more thing. And before you know it, there is no time left for you to even breathe. And you're overwhelmed. You're overstressed. You're extra tired. And All you need to do is put that in your schedule. This time is committed for me to do whatever the hell I want to do and kick my feet up and be a vegetable if that's what I want or take my dog on a hike, but get it in your schedule. That's something that we fail to do. We schedule other people's priorities, but we don't schedule ourselves as a priority. My fourth tip for you today is to create a personal development plan. Now, if you think about it with your work, you have professional development, you go to trainings, whether it be away or, or at the office on the job training, but you're constantly doing things to improve your work skills. And how often are you doing things to improve your people skills or your personal skills or learn something new? So the important part about creating a personal development plan is that you get to decide what you want to learn to do or maybe stop doing. And if you create a plan, it's actually going to get completed. 
So for example, if you want to learn patience, oh, that is something that I feel like I'm constantly working on. You can plan to have the whole month of March set up to learn all about patients, podcasts that you can listen to regarding that topic, books that you can read and practice. You can actually put what you're learning into practice and focus on that. If you have that in a plan, maybe you want to learn to meditate, or maybe you want to learn new dishes to cook for your family so that you're eating healthier. You want to work on building your confidence, whatever it is that you want to do. If you're creating a personal development plan, then you are putting yourself first because you are saying, these are the priorities that I have. This is what I'm saying yes to. And I've already created some time in my schedule by telling people no. And now I have an opportunity to put things that matter to me first and foremost in the front of my mind. My fifth and final tip for you today is to check in with yourself, specifically when you're feeling super stressed and overwhelmed and you feel like you've been running around going crazy 90 miles an hour, 50 different directions. That is when you need to really pause and say, what just happened? What is going on with my time? This is one of the things that I do all the time. And when you're first kind of starting out and starting to learn how to put yourself first, you might want to do this several times a day, set timers, or, you know, maybe every time you eat a meal, use that as a trigger to be able to say, okay, how am I doing? Am I overwhelmed? Am I overstressed? Have I said yes to too many things? What do I need to do? What adjustments do I need to make so that I don't feel quite so stressed and overwhelmed? So if you're not regularly checking in with yourself, you need to start that habit because that is what's going to help you determine which direction you're going. Am I going in a way where I'm serving everybody else and making sure that their needs and wants are met while I'm struggling and suffering because I'm so stressed that I can't do any of it with joy? When you check in with yourself, you're able to notice, okay, how am I doing with my schedule? Am I allowing myself to spend the time on myself that I have scheduled? Or do I continually bump those priorities for something else? Now, an example for me is exercise. If I schedule exercise after work, I know that I'm going to be too tired. I'm going to let my family and the needs that they have totally trump my exercise plan. So I have to exercise first thing in the morning. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. So using that as an example, if you have an exercise goal and you set and schedule and create that plan to exercise, do you keep bumping it? And if you do keep bumping it, what is it for? Is it because, well, I know I was going to exercise at six o'clock tonight, but I really need to fix dinner first, or I really need to run kids to and from. And I know I need to get up in the morning because that's the only time. But if I do, then I might disturb someone else's sleep. When you check in with yourself and you see all these different excuses and things that are going on in your mind, you can recognize that you're putting other people's priorities first and you're seriously neglecting yourself and sometimes even your health. As you start to create this change and stop putting yourself last, you're going to recognize that it might be a little bit uncomfortable. It might be a little bit difficult and that's okay. 
just know that the problem with doing things the way that you've always done them is that you'll keep getting the same results. And you don't want to constantly live in a state of overwhelm and exhaustion and frustration. That's no way to live. That doesn't lead to happiness. And some of the things that you're doing, I, I actually like taxiing my kids to and from events. That's okay because that's a priority. However, I have said no to other things so that I can make that time okay, so that I can give myself permission to actually enjoy having conversations with them as we're driving to and from, and I'm being a taxi driver. Something you need to know though, is that people aren't looking out for you and that's not rude. They're not, they don't have ill intent. It's just that they don't realize everything that you're doing. They don't realize everything that you have going on. They don't see that you've reached your limit and that you're about to snap. And that's just reality. People focus on them and getting their needs and wants met, and they're not necessarily paying attention to you and what it's costing you. If you have more than one child and you've got a partner in your life, you know exactly what I'm saying. When you have several kids coming at you with mom, 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 and everyone has a different need it's tough. And they're not seeing the fact that you just provided something to one child and now you're turning around and providing something else to another and then another. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that they're neglectful or they're bad. It just means that you need to be really aware of where you're at, what you have to give and how you can take care of yourself so that you can truly give the best of you to those who matter. All right, my friend, that is all today. I hope that these five tips were helpful to you. I hope that you'll be able to start applying one and then another in your life so that you can create a life that is more fulfilling, that you find more happiness and joy than you ever imagined. If you like this episode, please do me a favor and screenshot this and share it on social media with hashtag functioning hot mess podcast so I can also find you and give you a shout out. I really appreciate you being here and I can't wait to be back next week.